Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Shravan. We've got Taran here with us. Hi, everyone. And today we're talking about Top Gun Maverick, a much delayed. I was going to say awaited, but people are probably not waiting for this because they've probably already seen this movie at this stage, but much delayed episode of Top Gun Maverick. So uh, we watched it quite a while back, but we just had a backlog of a lot of episodes that we had to record. So today, 23rd of July, I've released, I think it was like seven episodes that we had uh, in the backlog. So there, are, everything's out now. We're actually all up to date. This is the only one that we have left to catch up on. So uh, here we are. So as usual, we'll go into background on, on the movie. So I'll do a little bit and then we'll do a non-spoiler review for those who maybe still haven't seen it. But I know a lot of people have seen it because it's made a ridiculous amount of money worldwide. But we will do non-spoiler. Uh, and then we'll do some spoilers afterwards. Let's jump into the background. So a couple of interesting things about this, and this is where we'll cover some of the box office records that this movie has achieved. So firstly, it's directed by Joseph Kaczynski. So not like John Krasinski, but Kaczynski. <laughs> Do you know any? That was just a bad joke. Even I didn't want to acknowledge that one. Do you know any of the other movies that he's directed? No, not really. I think he did. He did some Netflix movie recently, which uh, everyone thought was bad, but that's the only yeah. thing I know. So he recently did the movie Spiderhead, starring, I think, Chris Hemsworth's in it and Miles Teller. Yeah. Obviously, Top Gun Maverick this year. It was meant to release last year, but due to COVID delays, it's it's finally come out this year. But before that, he did a movie called Only the Brave in 2017, which I haven't heard of. Let me just check who's in it. Josh Brolin, Miles Teller, Jeff Bridges. So it looks like it's some sort of war film. 
Jennifer Connolly, a couple of people that are in this movie as well. And before Only the Brave in 2013, he directed another Tom Cruise movie called Oblivion. Yeah, I've seen that one. Is it good? Yeah, it's all right. It's, it's, yeah, it's decent. It's not amazing. And then his first film, his first feature film was Tron Legacy. Oh, yeah, I've seen that as well. Also, I don't, lots of people really like that movie. I thought it was okay. I think I think the music's really good in that movie. The movie itself, it's all right. I mean, it's not horrible or anything, but it's also not that exciting. Uh, but the music's very good. I think there's a story about how this movie even came about. The director came up to Tom Cruise and he just narrated him the script and then Tom Cruise called Paramount and he's like, Would-? He wrote Top Gun on a piece of paper and then he put an S next to it, Top Guns, and then he put a money sign on it. And oh, then yeah? the studio is like, yeah, let's do let's it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> do you know Do you know what that story is actually uh, stole that from? This is a legit thing that a director did and a studio greenlit the film. Okay, let, let me guess. Is it a recent no. film? Is it like a- No. It came superhero? out in the like 80s or 90s. No. 80s or 90s. Did it make a lot of money? Yeah. Is it a sequel or is it a- Yeah. So, the first movie and then he wrote an S next to it and then he put a dollar sign on the S. Aliens. Yeah, that's it. Was that James Cameron? Yeah. If you, d- if you did that now, that's a stupid thing to do, but it somehow worked then. Yeah. I mean, well, he was James. Was was he as big as he is now back then, though? I don't think so. James Cameron was, I think he was known because he'd already done like Terminator by then, right? Surprised he got away with that. But what if like, I, I reckon Christopher Nolan could do that now and they'd probably make a movie. What, put a dollar sign next to something? Well, not not necessarily just, uh, that exactly, but like he could say <laughs> he could say anything. He would be like, I'm doing a movie about something random, and they'd be like, okay, let's do it. Yeah, he's probably got a green light for whatever. I don't think he needs – he's got his own production company, so he doesn't need the green light. He does his own thing. Did you see the poster for his new movie came out? Yeah, I did, yeah. It's coming out next year, I think, so we'll see how that goes. And it's – I'm pretty sure it's the first – it's not uh, produced – oh, it's not uh, – the studio isn't Warner Brothers. It's Paramount, I think. Oh, is it, is it Paramount? I thought it might be – might be universal. Yeah. Anyway, it's not Warner Brothers, that's for sure. All right. We can jump into our thoughts on the movie, but before we do that, I think the more interesting part of this episode might actually be all the records that this movie is breaking. So, budget-wise, what do you think the budget of this movie was? $200 million. Close. $170 million. Obviously, a big action summer blockbuster film. Other interesting thing about this movie is a lot of it is not CGI. So, a lot of it is practical. You know, There's a lot of featurettes and stuff about- all the training that the the cast had to go through to be in this movie, uh, and you you had a bit of trivia as well in terms of like how they shot certain scenes because the director couldn't be involved in in certain certain scenes as well. Most of this movie is uh, all the all the planes mostly I think are real. There's even this one shot in this movie at the very start. I don't know if you realized, but there's a set and Tom Cruise fires a plane over the set. And then it actually destroys the set as he flies over. You see, like, the roof blow off. It's at the very wow. start of the film. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, they could only film that once because the set was destroyed after after they filmed <laughs> that. So, all those planes and everything in that is, is real. It's real, yeah. All the scenes shot in the cockpit, if it was a one-man jet that they're flying, it's actually a two-man that they're in. And a guy in front is flying and they're filming at the back. And if it's a two-man that they were shooting on. There was a three-man that they were flying. 
and then they've got the cameras for the two people at the back. And essentially, they would go up for a couple of hours at a time and try and film all the stuff they need to take. And then they would come back down and look at the footage and the director would give them um, yeah, notes on what yeah, notes on what he thought. And yeah. then if there's anything that needed to be changed, they went up again and did it. But they kind of operated their own camera and did their own make. Well, well they mostly have helmets on, so it doesn't you don't really need to worry about the makeup that makeup. much, but they did their but own. But I guess you like this is not the kind of movie where you need to look good. Because <laughs> most of the time they're they're in um, yeah. You know they're they're sweating and they're they're in the heat and so on. So you don't need to look amazing. Although Tom Cruise looks pretty good even at his age. With the budget of this film, I think the reason why it's not as high as it could be is this is not true of the first Top Gun film. But ever since the first Top Gun film, they actually changed the rule. So when the first Top Gun film came out, they had to pay to use all the aircrafts and everything that they used from the Navy, they had to pay to use it. After that film, the Navy recruitment increased like by a thousand percent or something. Like lots of people signed up to become Top Guns. This is a reason why Michael Bay always has the army in every movie he uses is he could use any army equipment free of charge because it's basically free advertising for the army. The only things he needs to pay for is the fuel and the bullets that they use. Everything else is completely free. Because it's essentially an advertisement for the army, <laughs> yeah, essentially, or, or the navy, or whatever, the navy. yeah, 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 or the yeah. yeah military. I guess it's still not a low budget movie by any means, because obviously there's there's a decent cast. The action sequences that they filmed are pretty well shot, so they they would have spent a bit of money on that. But I did watch the recent, or well, I recently watched the original Top Gun for the first time, so I hadn't seen it before I watched this movie, so. One thing I did notice about that movie is plot-wise, not a lot is there, to be honest. Uh, I think a lot of the the reason that that film did so well is like the stuff you just explained, but also, I guess, Tom Cruise's charm because he was like a young and upcoming sort of actor when this movie, came, the first movie came out, which was in 1986. And when I watched it, I'd also noticed that he looks good now, but like back then you can actually notice that he is really young. <laughs> like you can tell that he's like early 20s. Um, he looks very young. Before he had his plastic surgeries and he had his teeth straightened. Yeah. I heard this thing about how he's like one of his teeth is like in the middle of his mouth or something, <laughs> something crazy like that. It used to be. It's not anymore. Oh, he fixed it. Yeah, he fixed it. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, let's get into the box office records because there's quite a few, and we'll do this like a bit of a trivia. So, how much has it made worldwide? Uh, it has made a billion, I think. Yeah, so it's at the moment, and it's still running. It's still doing pretty well. So, across the world, it's still in the top five in the box office, and it's seven weeks old now because it came out at the end of May. But it's 1.2 billion so far worldwide. It is the Second movie after the pandemic to make more than a billion. First one being Spider-Man No Way Home. It's the second movie since 2019, actually, to make over a billion. So we didn't, obviously in 2020, we didn't really have any, any movie releases. Other things, it is Tom Cruise's biggest opening weekend ever, which is also surprising because he's been in a lot of movies and he's been in a lot of very successful movies, but this is actually his most successful in terms of, yeah, box office worldwide and US domestic. So it's his highest grossing movie ever. It's his first, it's the first movie that he's made that's made more than a billion worldwide as well, which is quite amazing because I would have thought at least some of the 
Mission Impossible movies would have made a billion, but no, this is the first one uh, that he's acted in that's made more than a billion. It's the highest grossing Memorial Day weekend opening. So do you know which movie held the record for the Memorial Day opening earlier? Uh, no, I don't even know what Memorial Day is. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I don't know either. It's obviously a, an American holiday. But the last one that held that record was Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End back in 2007. That held on to it for quite some time. Obviously, after that, after its opening, it's it's held a lot of records in terms of having the smallest drop uh, week by week. So it's consistently making quite a bit of money week by week and not and it's not reducing by that much week by week. So that's another thing. Uh, but the most interesting thing that I found was with this movie, Tom Cruise has had a box office number one movie in the last five decades. So obviously the first Top Gun came out in the 80s, uh, but he had other big hits in the 80s. In the 90s, that's when he started doing Mission Impossible movies So and other movies as well. So he's had quite successful 90s. And 2000s and the 10s, I think his probably his most successful movies were the Mission Impossible movies. So he's had a pretty long spanning career. So 50, 50 years and he's still looking pretty good for a 60 year old at the moment. So I can see him doing it for at least another two decades. So we'll see how that, that goes for him. So there's a couple of other actors who have done the same thing over the last five decades had, have had the number one box office, uh, movie, but there's one actor who's done it over six decades. Can you name that actor? Uh, I thought we had this conversation. I think, I think we have. I think, I'm pretty sure well, you told me it was Harrison Ford. No. Uh, so Harrison Ford's done it over five decades. He's yet to okay. have a hit in this decade yet, but he will with, with that new Indiana. This Jones, decade. Sure he will. All right. So this decade is after 2020. Yes. Uh, but I'm guessing the person that did it over six decades didn't do it in this decade. Uh, he did. He started in the, okay. s- started in the seventies and he had a big hit last year, albeit in a minor role. So he's not like the main character in that movie. Oh yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's like, he's only like 40, right? So. Was probably born in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, he was a yeah. baby in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it is Sylvester Stallone. So Rocky in the seventies, and then obviously eighties, nineties was a big, big action movie star. But his most recent movie was The Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, he voiced yeah. Uh, King Shark. But Harrison Ford's not far behind. He's probably going to get there soon. That's all I had in terms of box office stuff. So obviously this is a very, very successful movie and no one expected it because I personally didn't think this was going to be that good, (laughs) but we could get to it. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thoughts on it? So it's really good. <laughs> like I said, I hadn't seen the first Top Gun, so I had no nostalgia towards this franchise. And when I watched it, I wasn't really expecting that much because it was, you know, it's a movie about guys flying planes. But it surprisingly has a lot of suspense and also a lot of emotion behind the actual story. So it does link back to the original movie in a meaningful way. And it kind of uses that to create emotion in this movie. But Tom Cruise also gives probably one of his best performances in a while because uh, he tends to do like a similar kind of performance in, in a lot of these movies. But in this one, it was actually, there was a bit of nuance to it. So he did a really good job. He does a bit more romance in this movie as well, which he doesn't normally do. Yeah, he hasn't been doing for a little while. Yeah, he hasn't done romance for a while. He doesn't do it in any of the Mission Impossibles. Yeah, I mean, not the recent ones. Not the yeah. new ones. Yeah, yeah not the old ones, yep. Yeah, and Jennifer Connelly, she wasn't a character in the first movie, right? So she's a new character in this movie. She's mentioned in the first movie, apparently, at some point. His ex-girlfriend, from, yeah, because she's like a colonel's daughter or something. So I think she's yeah. like mentioned one line in the in the first movie. But yeah, I thought all the cast was good. Miles Teller, who plays a very important role in the movie, is very was actually really good as well. And also, all the crew that they have were quite good. So he's Rooster in this. He's uh, is it call sign? Is that what they call it? Yeah, they all have call signs except one yeah. of them, who's Bob. Who's just. His name is his call side. But they kind of set up a similar kind of interaction. So in the first one, it was Maverick versus uh, Iceman. Iceman. And in this one, it's Rooster versus Hangman. They do it 
a little bit differently because the movie isn't about them as such. Like Iceman, I mean, um, Hangman, he's in there, but he's not the main focus of the the movie. It's really between Maverick and Rooster. But yeah, it was. I, I can see people who grew up with the original Top Gun really, really liking this. I actually think this is better than the original, and it's pretty rare where the sequel is better than the original movie, especially when it's made like 30 years after the original. Uh, it's just very rare. So uh, they obviously took their time and they chose a script that would do justice to to the original and actually, yeah, in this case, they, I, in my opinion, actually did better than the original. I think the main problem with the original is probably the story is not as compelling as this. And, yeah, there's, there's an actual kind of three-act story in this, which is good, whereas the original does meander for a little bit until the end. And even in this, this it's not like the story's unpredictable. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. You can see what's going to happen the whole time. Like it's it's a pretty predictable story, but the way it's told, and especially the, the climax sequence, I guess that was something I wasn't really expecting. It was just a really well-made movie, surprisingly well-made, and it deserves all the records and everything that's breaking, I guess. And it's mm. unusual because we live in a time where all the box office hits are basically just franchise movies, so they're sequels or they come from a big franchise like the Marvel Cinematic Universe or something like DC Universe, so the superhero movies. This is really an anomaly. Like it's, we haven't seen a hit this big from a movie that's – Unrelated to I think the I've, big franchise. I've got a theory. I've got a theory about it. And surprisingly, I think we've talked about this. I think it's going to link back to Minions Rise of Gru. Um, <laughs> okay. So this movie was huge on TikTok when it first came out. So when it first came out, th- that beach scene, yeah. So that scene specifically was huge on TikTok. And what, like people recreating viral. it or just like. Just advertising. Both, like recreating it, like reactions to the scene, like the whole lot, uh, like they had. And also there was like a whole viral campaign thing, not a campaign, but a viral thing where like girlfriends would get their boyfriends to shave their face so that they have the mustache like Rooster. So it's like it had a cultural impact on TikTok, similarly to what Minions Rise of Gru had, of which is also doing really well. In, on, yeah. in the box office. Both of these movies probably had no right to make as much money as they have made. Like, superhero movies were the big kind of money draw for the past decade or so that have been making the big money. What's going to happen is companies are going to try and recreate the Top Gun, Maverick, and Minions formula. So there's got to be a lot more kind of TikTok like, or or social media Trends. trying to try to yeah, try to attract that that crowd to make these movies make more money, and it's going to be of varying quality. But I think this movie and Minions are the first movies to actually do it, and it working. Yeah, but I think the difference between this and Minions, though, so Minions is obviously it's doing very well, but it's not doing as well as this. And I think the difference is this attracts the older audience. So this attracts the people who watched Top Gun in the eighties attracts them in terms of getting their nostalgia and the TikTok generation, it's obviously attracting them through the TikTok trends that you described. So it's kind of getting a much wider audience than it otherwise would have if it didn't have that TikTok stuff. Because I think if it didn't have that, probably only the the older – because for us, we don't really – It would know have made like 400K or something. 
it would have just been an older audience watching it. It wouldn't have been the younger crew watching this movie. So obviously it's attracted a much wider audience because of that. Minions, it's all, the older people aren't going to watch Minions. So it's mainly going to be kids and um, their parents and teenagers that are that, yeah. uh, getting into TikTok trends. I think it still attracts the three generations minions. It got it's got kids, teenagers, and ad- well, adults taking their kids. And this Top Gun has teenagers, adults, and then older generation as well. So it's like they're, they're probably three different demographics that they're both a- a- attracting. Yeah, but yeah, Except- I think that I think the TikTok thing was a big reason why this made a billion. Otherwise, it wouldn't have made a billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this also attracts the the audience that can actually pay to watch movies because obviously minions you need their parents to actually take them mm. to one section of that audience. So, but whereas this, you know, it's mostly an adult audience that can pay for their own tickets. So that makes all the difference. But yeah, I can, it's obviously a shift in trends because I, th- I think the superhero genre is getting a bit stale now. And I think we are seeing sort of an end of all superhero movies becoming super blockbuster hits. You know, we've talked about in our previous episodes, we we did reviews for Thor Love and Thunder and the Marvel Disney shows and, and even Star Wars. I think all of that stuff is getting a bit stale now. People actually do want something different, which also leads into Avatar 2 coming out because they, even though it's taken them like a long time to make that movie, it might actually be coming out at the perfect time where people are actually tired of this stuff and they might actually want to see something different. So let's see how that movie does. I don't know how they're going to do it, but people are gonna, companies are going to try and recreate these kind of TikTok trends. So we'll see. We'll see how that turns out, but I think it will happen. Well, I guess that means we should definitely get on TikTok. <laughs> We've been saying it for a while, but um, we do have one. We just yes. haven't really posted anything on it. But we just haven't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll we will start posting stuff on it. Was there anything negative we want to say about this movie? To be honest, I was just so surprised at how much I enjoyed it that I just wasn't expecting it to be yeah as as enjoyable and entertaining as it was. It's not going to blow you away, I guess. There's no there's nothing grand. Oh, I think some of the flying stuff is pretty groundbreaking, but yeah, like the story isn't like going to have twists and turns and take you in unexpected places. But what they do, they do really well. And there was some articles written about, are we going to see the return of like the Hollywood hero? So in the 90s and 80s, movies would run not based off the story as such, but based off the lead actor. So like Arnold Schwarzenegger, if Arnold Schwarzenegger was in it, people would just go watch it. If Sylvester Stallone was in it, they'd go watch it. Tom Cruise was probably one of those actors uh, and- he still seems like he can draw an audience just based off his presence. I don't know anyone else who has that level of pull. Is there any other actor at the moment where you'd go, because he's in it, I'm going to watch it? Um, you would say there are actors out there, like like that Bullet Train movie. If Brad Pitt wasn't in it, I don't think it would be as – I don't know if it's going to do that well, but it's probably nothing if there's not Brad Pitt. Yeah, I guess that there are still some actors that are quite popular. There, there's A-list actors. Like, Leonardo DiCaprio probably attracts a certain crowd as well. Like, people mm. go watch a movie just because he's in it. Similar to that, like, people go watch a movie because The Rock's in it. It attracts a certain crowd. I don't think there's someone that is globally attracting everyone. And I don't think even Tom Cruise attracts every every single person. He's not 
that actor. There's uh, lots yeah. of people, demographics that he doesn't hit. I think he, he probably has some of the widest widest audience, though, out of most actors. Yeah, I would say probably The Rock has the widest audience at the moment. He's He makes trash movies and people still go out to see it. It's, he, he does have a big if we audience. Just go, yeah. If we go based off- if we go based off social media following, which shows how many people actually follow you and support what you're doing, The Rock has by far the most out of any actor. Is he the highest for all actors? I'm pretty sure he's the highest for- uh, There's maybe Selena Gomez. She's not really an actor, though, but I think she might have higher. Yeah, well, he's got that DC Pets movie coming out, and then he's got Black Adam coming out, so we'll see how those do. Anything else on this movie? Most people probably have already seen it, so we're just kind of talking about our thoughts, but we have similar opinion to most people that it's pretty good. So his next movie is uh, Mission Impossible, which was also meant to come out this year, but it's been delayed slightly. Uh, it's coming out next year. Oh, we didn't talk about Val Kilmer. He's in this movie. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, uh, he's briefly in it, and they kind of write into the script his, because obviously he's got throat cancer in real life, so they've kind of worked that yeah, into yeah. the script. For this movie, so he doesn't actually talk, but he does have. I mean, we're doing spoilers because this movie's been out for a while, but he does have a dialogue that he says. But apparently, it was the dialogue wasn't from him; it was his AI. son. Apparently, it was like a combination no, it was of his AI, son and, I his, think. Yeah. and his AI or something, and an AI or something. But yeah, I thought that scene was good when they bring him back for for a little bit. They also kill him off after that. Do you think they'll do a third one? Uh, yeah, I think they will. I think uh, I think it probably depends on Tom Cruise, to be honest. he If he wants to do it, they'll do it. He doesn't just do movies because they'll make money. Like, it looks like he has a little bit of integrity about him Like because he could have accepted a Top Gun sequel ages ago, but he's waited this long to do it. So obviously he, he has some sort of respect for the story and he's only going to do it if if it's worth it. Yeah, I think he just does stuff he wants to do, and the stuff he wants to do has to involve some kind of freaky action thing that no <laughs> that one's ever done before. almost kill him. So, so if they could figure out something like that, then he'll probably do it. So he knows how to fly a plane, obviously, so he did. Did he do all his stunts in this or, like, most of his stunts? He knows how to fly a plane. He's, I don't think he's allowed to fly a jet. Yeah. I think you have to be in the Navy to fly the jet. So he would have been um, in the in the back seat in most of those scenes where they're flying around. There's a song from Lady Gaga. You don't remember it? It comes at the I end don't. of the movie. Yeah, okay. But yeah. All right. I think that's all we have to say about this movie. So it's good. I recommend you watch it if you haven't watched it already. All right. So next, uh, we've only got one more backlog episode, which is Obi Wan Disney Plus TV show. So we'll we've seen it. We have some thoughts on it. So um, probably just organize a guest for that one, uh, Basker, who joined us for very long and detailed Boba Fett episode, which I finally released today. So we'll probably get him back for that one. And then uh, San Diego Comic Con is happening right now as we speak. Well, actually, I think they're sleeping right now, but. It's happening this weekend, and uh, tomorrow there'll be the, the Marvel panel will be up tomorrow. When's the DC one? Is it also tomorrow? Oh, it'll be early morning for us. So it's the same tonight. day as Marvel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If there's enough stuff to talk about, we'll probably do an episode on Comic Con. All right. So if people want to get in touch with us and tell us about their thoughts on Top Gun Maverick, how do they go about it? So we're on all social media platforms at Cognitive Recalibration, or you can contact us at Cognitive Recalibration dot uh, Cognitive Recalibration Podcast at gmail dot com. Yes, 
Uh, we've only done this over a hundred times, but sometimes we still forget. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so by giving us a review on iTunes. That makes us more discoverable on search engines and um, also Spotify. They also have a mechanism for you to provide ratings and reviews now. Cool. So as we said, we'll, we've got a couple more episodes coming out soon. So um, stay tuned for those. We will be getting back on track with our weekly releases and we are going to get vid- uh, video ready pretty soon. Um, in fact, we're recording video right now, but we're doing it virtually. Uh, so we'll be in the same room at some stage. Yeah. So I hope you're all staying safe. Hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you in the next one. See ya. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.